Hey everybody, welcome back to this moment. You know us and we love having you. Thank you for tuning in to your transatlantic bridge connecting Harlem, USA most days and Stockholm, Sweden most days. Right now it's connecting Los Angeles, California and Lund, Sweden. But as always, it is a deep, deep pleasure to be back in conversation with my co-host and dear brother, Chef Marcus Samuelson. All right, everybody, welcome back. Marcus, my man, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a it's bunch been a of moment. days and weeks, man. How are you? Well, wait a minute. It's been <laughs> Swedish midsummer, which yes. is like a holiday. Yep. You know, it's like a check the box in America. People know about it if you know Swedish, if you have Swedish friends. Mm-hmm. But it's a holiday, it's right? The, How it's, your midsummer? It's one of the biggest holidays. I'd say Christmas and midsummer must be, you know, it must be it. And the funny thing is, I, for me, Midsummer has never really been a special occasion because my parents never really celebrated Midsummer, being that yeah. they're immigrants. And well, my mom had a lot of Swedish friends, but my dad didn't really, uh, he didn't really uh, integrate in Swedish culture in that way. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> he definitely, he fucks with the seal, you know, he'll fuck with some seal. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, I mean, he's the inventor of seal and grits, you know, which is basically yeah, seal and grits. That's you get a cross. You, you get a crossover of, you get a crossover of of like, you know, down home original style southern food, like a southern staple with with the equivalent of Sweden. You take the grits from the south and the seal from yeah, uh, just basically I'm with poor, it. I'm poor with people's it. food back in the day. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, midsummer but so is a mid-summer huge, you know, for Marcus. us, it's huge because it's coming from the West Coast, you know, in Swergen, um, that was kickoff yeah. of summer, you know, that was kickoff of summer for us. But, uh, you know, as an adult mm. in, in New York, it's always fun when you have midsummer, but, um, you know, but I mean, it's been so many things. And, and just to explain it, start. Just, just to explain it also to our uh, non-Swedish listeners. Just like you're saying, Marcus, even if I don't celebrate Midsummer, to you know, it doesn't. It's not a holiday that means super much to me. It is the start of summer, and now Sweden literally closes for about a month and a half. Like you really will yeah. not get. You'll get a lot of auto replies until the until mid August. People don't understand how Sweden just shuts down. Like nobody's working. It's semester, semester. That's it. But. Juneteenth was made a national holiday, 2021. Yes. How was yes, Juneteenth, was. Marcus? How was your Juneteenth? I mean, it, it was big and amazing. It's, it's, you know, one of the things that I love about America, you know, there is, there is fights, but there's also push. Huh. And eventually the law will change. And huh. this is an example of this. I, I'm extremely happy that uh, Juneteenth became a holiday. Um, because a lot of people fought for it for a very, very long time. And I just feel like as black people, we have these, you know, you got to keep the eye on the ball you uh. constantly on stuff. Uh. But I do think that Juneteenth was something that people fought for for a very, very long time. Uh-huh. And eventually uh, we got the holiday, but obviously it's beyond the holiday. It's also about getting equality, yeah. which is a completely different, it's linked to the holiday, but uh. sometimes I feel... Don't just give us a holiday. Give uh, us equal voting rights instead and stuff like that. That is much, much, much bigger fight. So we got we got two national holidays now, Martin Luther King Day and Juneteenth. 
Mm -hmm. Next mm -hmm. push needs to Absolutely. be that all they need to do is scratch Columbus Day off the calendar. Just like take that <laughs> off. We're not celebrating yeah. that anymore. And yeah. uh, but you know you're entirely right, Marcus. I mean, Juneteenth or making that a national holiday without keeping the push to actually achieve uh, equality, more equality um, in the United States becomes kind of hollow. Yeah. But but having yeah. said all that, celebrations uh, are still important. And I mean, no matter if it was made a national holiday or not, it, it was still celebrated. But I guess this is going to make Absolutely. it even more. This makes it official in a way that it's like uh, uh, an official recognition of like a black celebration, an African-American, uh, really African-American holiday, you know. I think it's a yeah, you got to start thing. somewhere because it's going to be a dialogue in people's homes, uh, particularly people who are mixed or not black. Mm. You're going to be able to talk about it, maybe cook from it, maybe have a celebration mm. around it. Mm. So I mm. think about it from 10, 20, 30 years from now, because all of these holidays started somewhere. And it's not just the day itself. It's the weeks leading up to it. Mm. You know, so I do think that it's always better when you have something like this. 
So this is basically just a celebration of that. And I would oh, say that, you know, a song like Come See, Come Sa, uh, just like pretty much every other song on the album, just celebrates who we are in this country and what we've contributed to this country. And, Beautiful. you know, I haven't outed the album title yet, um, but the album is going to be called Dugamla Dunia. You old, you I love that. But that's also a remix of the first line of the Swedish national anthem. And, sure. and to me, you know, we've talked about it's been called the new Sweden, right? The multicultural Sweden has been referred to as the new Sweden for a long time. I like to think mm -hmm. about it now as talking about it as our Sweden. Yeah. You know, this is yeah, our Sweden yeah, because yeah. we have, you know, in the United States, in Europe, in South America, in Asia, we have this, you know, a resurfacing of nationalistic uh, uh, tendencies where it's we and them and that constant dichotomy of, of we and them. We, we have to protect ourselves against them. And that's been going on here in yeah. Sweden for, for a while, too, as you know, Marcus. And I just feel like, no, man, I, I'm... I want to talk more. I want to approach it more from a perspective of ours. This is our Sweden, our village, uh, our our vision for for who we want to be as people inhabiting this country. And you know, if you want to include yourself in that, you're welcome. This is a non-excluding uh, a way of looking at it. But if you don't want to include yourself in it, fine. But you know, mm -hmm. this for me is countering the, 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 the party that we don't mention, uh, who is one iteration of this nationalism that, that is very excluding and talks about this is, uh, this is you know, uh, this is my Sweden and you're not invited. I'm like, this is our Sweden. So that's what, that's what the kind of Komsi Komsa bounces off that, you know. Yeah, but let's talk about, so what I saw maybe 10 days ago now was that, does, P, does yeah. Sweden have a prime minister or not? Did he resign? Did he get voted out? Sweden does, does not, mean? Sweden does not have a prime minister. You know, the equivalent of, um, the equivalent of a, uh, what's it called in the United States? Uh, uh, the Trump now. Uh, no, but uh, when they... Um, when they vote, what they tried to do with Trump, they, when they have the president removed, I just can't think of the word, um, impeached. Uh, impeached. Uh, this is the equivalent of Stefan Levan, the prime minister of Sweden, was basically impeached. So, well, impeachment means that the president has, uh, or that the president has committed some type of crime or done something that is uh, illegal or not allowed. The Swedish prime minister was not impeached because he did something illegal or not allowed. <clears throat> Sweden is, uh, is, it ha was until recently governed by two parties, the Green Party and the Social Democrat Democratic Party. Yeah. But they're a minority government, which means that they had to rally support, and they did that from the Green Liberals, which is another party from the Greens, and the, left, uh, the leftist party. And so the Green Liberals and the leftist parties, at the outset, when this, go when this government was formed, you know, uh, six, no, uh, seven years ago, um, they, no, let me see, no, three years ago, sorry, three years mm -hmm. ago, uh, they negotiated to, like, the Green Liberals said, well, 
if we support you in becoming a minority government, you have to do this. And you have to, you know, you have to do X, Y, and Z from our program, from our politics. And the left party said, yeah, and we want you to do A, B, and C. And there was one line in the sand for the left party, and that was making rents uh, market, how would you say in English, uh, to let the market say what the rent level, taking mm -hmm. away rent stabilization. Exactly. Thank yeah. you, Marcus. And that was the one line in the sand that the left party had. Now, the green liberals, they got 72 of their points through, but the left, they said, we have one. And that's the, the, the point about uh, rent stabilization. And, you know, when it came down to it and the Social Democrats uh, were about to give away rent st stabilization, they said no. So they, they, together with a bunch of conservative parties who voted against this government for other reasons, they voted to have uh, Stefan Levin, the prime minister of Sweden, removed. So today, no government. And Which what is, is like, the solution you know, of that? Boom. Is it going to be what, what's the, so there's going to be a re-election or what's the next process? Could be a re-election, could be a new prime minister. It could be that mm -hmm. Stefan Levin forms a new government, you know, maybe including the Green Liberals or I don't know who. Uh, the Green Liberals, probably not the left. Uh, and um, I, that's what he's been trying now, but he hasn't managed to do it. It could also be, you know, I'm not going to say the names, but, you know, could also be other people that step up to the yeah. step up wow. to the plate. So I don't know. Um, it's really an uncertain it's really an uncertainty. Um, and Sweden is moving out of the pandemic slower than you are. So this, and at the same time, Marcus, you, you know, it's midsummer. It's the European yeah. cup. Like people, yeah. it's, it's hot out, right? It's 25 yeah. degrees centigrade. Like people are not reading the papers. Like people, <laughs> like most people's eyes are not on that ball. You know, Marcus. So it, it's, yeah. it's weird that all this is happening when Sweden kind of wakes up. The, you know how it is. These are the two months a year where we live up and live out. And the, and the grills are, uh, you know, people are grilling their, uh, their dinners and drinking their rosé, sailing their boats, eating their herring, whatever they do. They're not concentrated on politics. And at the same time, it's all just really imploded. So it is a very uncertain time, but I think... The fact that it's happening this time of year, uh, people are not so worried. Yeah, we have to also talk about one of your icons, a musician that I loved, but you knew him much better than me, passed just recently. So, Jason, tell us about, you know, it's really an icon in Swedish music, Pep's Passion. Uh, he just passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, how did you hear about it, Jason? I heard about it. Actually, a journalist called me up and said, you know, I have some sad news. Peps, we just found out that Peps Passum passed away, 74 years old. And, you know, do you have any comments or reactions to that? So, first of all, Peps Passum was a pioneer in so many ways. You know, he passed at the age of 74, which is, it's not a high age, but he, he lived for a long time. And he managed to really... Uh, really capture the hearts and minds of Swedish people to the point where even though he hasn't released any new music in, I think, a good 15 years, he's still very, very loved, you know, because he's written some of, of those course. undying, uh, you know, everlasting uh, classics like Hagstam, Dad, 
falsk matematik, eh, liden såg, eh, stilden upp, hyreskassan, you know. And he's truly a man of the people, you know. I don't know of any other Swedish lyricist who captured the, just the common human perspective uh, of being a human in the, and, and, and trying to uh, fend a life against this system or against, in the system, you know, kind of a human against machine uh, a perspective that he always had that I think really, I think that's why people loved him. He was just a mensch, yeah. as they say in Yiddish, yeah. you know. He was, just a, he was just so human. And, you know, Marcus, this is what I thought about because I've obviously been blasting a lot of his songs since he passed. The guy had soul, man. I mean, there's no yeah, other way to look at it. He had soul. He had soul in a time where, like, you know, other than African Americans or people who came here yeah. from the Middle East or from Africa, or, there was nobody in the Swedish, like, musical yeah. scene who really had soul, but... Peps, he translated, he translated blues into Swedish. Then he went into reggae. Then he went into like Zimbabwean folk music and Central mm -hmm. African music. Uh, he translated a lot of Bob Marley's songs. Uh, yes, which I always know. had a problem with the other people doing that. But Peps yeah. for me was the only one that was like, he can do it. He can do yeah. it. You know, yeah. Stir yeah. it up, by the way. It's amazing. His version of Stir It Up. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, you know, I don't compare it to Bob, but it's amazing in its own way, you know what I mean? It's, and it's, the fact it's, that he comes from Skåne too, which is pretty Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I hadn't, yeah, yeah. Lest I forget, he's also from the <laughs> South where I'm from. And, you know, back in the 70s, late 60s, he was singing in his very strong Southern dialect, which wasn't done at the time. And, you know, there's something to be said for legacy too, Marcus, when when an artist has, has produced such powerful and touching material that 40 years later is still, yeah. people still love it like it came out yesterday. They make something and it becomes a classic, uh, an evergreen, you know? Yeah. It's the same in food yeah. and, and definitely in music. I mean, same thing with Bob Marley. Obviously, he'll yeah. never, you know, Bob Marley will never die. Uh, but, uh, but no, yeah, Peps no. is very, very, very special. And I thought yeah. about you right away because, you know, I think there's a couple of musicians in Sweden. In Gothenburg, we had a band called National Theater, and of yeah. course, yeah. comes out of that era. And of course, Cornelius Frixvid, mm -hmm. that essentially was Dutch, but really became mm. a Swedish folk artist. Mm. And then I always feel like you are the younger version of Peps because <laughs> you guys come from the same era and you have fans from all backgrounds. And I know your man Mons, which was a huge mm. Peps fan, and and, mm. and and so I was when I heard it, I was like, "Oh shit, Mons and and, and Jason." This is, and this and is you know, Marcus, thank you for saying it. You know, I had the honor of of working together with Peps on several occasions in the beginning of this uh, millennium. We recorded mm. the song Dynamite together, which came out two thousand and three, and we actually went on tour together in two thousand and three. And to this day, one of my most Amazing. powerful, one of my most powerful performance and I'll say and concert memories are from 2003 uh, our tour it was the last performance on our tour we were playing at Stockholm University outside big grass field uh, it was you know one of these long Swedish summer nights so it was it was probably like 11 o'clock at night but but it was still light out and thousands and thousands of people 
And I invite Peps out for Dinamite. It was midway through my show, I would invite Peps out, we'd do the song, then I'd thank him, he'd go off and we'd, we'd end the show. Uh, he came out and I've never had this feeling before. I was on stage, but I felt like I was in the audience. <laughs> I was also singing at the same time and the response from the crowd, man. And this song, Dinamite, that we sang is a song about Swedish... Uh, 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 the Swedish weapons manufacturer Bufos, yeah. uh, and uh, which which was founded by Alfred Nobel, who who invited uh, invented dynamite and made a huge huge fortune, which is why his foundation, you know, lo- hundred uh, more than a hundred years after his death, can give out the Nobel Prize. Um, and so it's a powerful political song, but Peps also plays the harmonica on. It. And, you know, beyond beyond any of what we were, any of the words that we were, that I was rapping, that he was singing, when he played his harmonica, man, if people were just, it was bananas. It's it's one of the most powerful, I think, musical experiences that I've had physically. Who would you compare him to in America? The only one that I can, maybe not the same type of music, but the same spirit and relationship with the audience, I would say Willie Nelson. Wow. Yeah. I was, gonna, I was going to hit you with one, and that's Bill Withers. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. because Bill yeah. also that's had that, he had that like kind of everyday perspective. Like he was never, you listen to Bill Withers, he's just so common, not common in the, yeah. in the, in the ordinary sense, but just, he's just on both feet on the ground like you and I. You don't feel yeah. like Bill is singing over your head or under your head. He's not mad. He's just saying, you know, lean on me, <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or whatever he's saying. Uh, um, grandma's hands. It's just very deeply human in a way that Bill Withers yeah. was. And another thing similar between Bill and Peps is the fact that Bill Withers was a huge, huge star. He started late. I mean, I think he picked up and became an artist in his late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. And by the time, I think... He wasn't even 50. He retired. He didn't want to be yeah. a, a celebrity. He didn't want to partake in that, in that life. And that's the same thing Peps did. And, you know, Peps hasn't done a show or released an album, I'd say, in, in at least 13, 14, maybe 15 mm-hmm. years. And in a sense, I think Peps was done with being Peps. Yeah. He's like, I... You know, he, he lived in a little house in the, in the middle of the forest here in the South. And uh, I just think he was done with it. He didn't want to be on stage yeah. anymore. He was done. He had done his years. He had contributed what he had. He had, he had given, he gave Sweden, just like Bill Absolutely. gave the world, he gave him his, the, the best parts of him. And it's like, no, I'm done. I don't want a camera in my face. I don't want to answer any questions. I'm just, I'm yeah. good, you know. And he never, he never moved to Stockholm. Like he just, nope. like he just stayed, you know. And you know, from my little household, mm. you know, we weren't even li- allowed to listen to Swedish music. We had to listen to <laughs> I know, I know, Peps or, was or allowed, but Peps was yeah, allowed yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's I love that. A because that he was good. cool, and but also I know because my mom is from Skåne. Yeah, but he man. had rhythm, you know. He had he had rhythm with him. So yeah. it's like Peps. You, I, can you know, you talk about soul. When you talk about the soul, uh, the Swedish equivalent of soul, you know. Uh, I remember, you know, the last time I met your mom, 
Uh, yes. I, I was. I just performed. You you had opened a new uh, oh, a new big. place. You had opened Norda in Gothenburg. It was yeah. a huge opening. Thousands of people there. And uh, I had just gotten off stage. You were in the yeah, crowd, I, I think, yeah. with Maya and uh, yeah. and your mom. And I talked to your mom, and then another band came on, and she just like yeah. she let go of her walker, was like pumping her <laughs> fist, dancing, yeah, and we were just spinning. dancing together, man. Yeah, that yeah. woman had soul, and and you know, yeah. The more we do this podcast, I'm getting more and more of the facets of how she yeah. kind of curated your childhood experience oh. and what culture went into her kids, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful yeah, thing, no, it's definitely. But Peps was allowed in yeah. anytime. And anytime. I just think, I do think that 74, you know, we want to say thank you, Peps, to everything. Yes. You gave Sweden and even yes. Swedish culture because... Um, you know, when you hear when you hear his name, everyone just smiles. You cannot yeah, have a sad yeah. face. You just like, oh, nice. You know, you know? and and I I, great. I feel compelled to use the word in its truest sense is that he was a hero, a hero of the people, mm. and not a lot of people are, man. You know, not yeah. a lot of people are in that way. Uh, so yeah, rest in power, Peps Passon. Rest in power. This moment Absolutely. will never be forgotten. Uh, you know. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But Marcus, let me ask you now, tell me about post-pandemic America, because I saw footage from the BET Awards and it was like a full crowd, you know, um, it's like, are, are th- what is... What is post-pandemic America like? Well, it depends what part of the country you're in, mm. right? And okay. I think that watching the Euros mm-hmm. and watching 30, 40, 50,000 people on stadiums, and one way <clears throat> I'm happy about it because it means life is sl- slowly coming back, but I'm also worried. And this morning mm. I spoke to my chef friend in Australia mm. on What's Up, and Paul's like, we're going through a lockdown again in Australia because the new Delta virus is coming back. So Sydney is locked down the way it was Damn. seven, eight months ago. Yeah. And then, just like you said, events will start happening here in the States. So I think there's this cautious optimism where NBA has her audience in back, you know, that the, you know, it's NBA playoffs right now. So the audience is back in the arenas. And it really depends who you talk to. Everyone is really absorbing this as we're back, but I think there is a nervousness inside that people don't really want to talk about, to be honest. Are you going out, are you still masked or are you you not wearing the mask anymore? I'm I'm wearing mask, I go out, a sign is wearing mask, I'm vaccinated, but I go out. And when I go out and go to work, uh, I wear a mask uh, on set when I've been shooting my show. We wear a mask and then we take them off. There's yeah. different zoning. You call it zone one. Then you can take your mask off. And I get tested every day. Every uh, day I get yeah. tested on set. And are, are you going to restaurants? What is the restaurant scene looking like? What, what are yeah, they saying? So, at, is Rooster open? Are Rooster Mondays going down? Uh, so Roosters are back. Uh, we're not wow. back fully. But we definitely have some musicians. We want Rakim and them to come back ASAP. Uh, but so outside, no mask inside, it's really up to you, right? Right yeah. now it's fully yeah. open officially, yeah. but people come through with a mask. And then when they have dinner, they take the mask off and then they put it back on. And so it's this cautiousness of optimism, I think it's in the air. A lot of more events are outside, like yeah. in the park, for example. The park yeah. is packed. Man, if any summer, like summers in New York are always amazing. It's, you know, it's do the right thing you know yeah if any summer i'd want to be in new york i remember i was not in new york when prince passed uh mm-hmm. and i was like that was a time like this weekend i'd like to be in new york i mean every weekend yeah. i like to be in new york yeah. but especially and i felt that way of like new york is coming out of the pandemic the greatest city on earth mm. is coming out of the pandemic it's going to be a special summer um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me, but let me ask you, Marcus, because speaking to my friends in the rest, restaurant industry in Sweden, one of the big problems that restaurants are having here is staff, because so many uh, talented um, individuals have chosen to, during lockdown, we didn't even have lockdown, but during the pandemic and the duration of the pandemic, to either uh, seek employment elsewhere, to be educated, basically yeah. left. So a lot of restaurants in Sweden... Uh, you know, they're talking about the restrictions, you know, Sweden has been, uh, restaurants have been allowed to be open uh, until eight o'clock. And then a month ago, 
they were allowed to be open until 10 o'clock. They're saying in, uh, in a couple of days they're going to open it up so that they can be open full time. But a lot of people can't open up because there's not enough bartenders. There's not enough waiters and waitresses. There's not enough chefs. There's not enough uh, security guards, you know. Are you no, it's the same the thing States? here. It's it's, yeah. it's very, very difficult to find staff. And we definitely have to reflect that on menu choices. We have to adjust openings, you know, hours of operation. For example, Red Rooster in Miami, we're not open for lunch. Not because we don't want to, just because we don't have enough staff, right? Uh. So I think that's definitely mirrored in America as well. Uh. Uh, but eventually, all of that's going to come back because people. I know people want to work eventually. This has been, I don't, I respect that people took this moment to reflect and say, hey, maybe, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I should uh. be doing something else. But I do know that as an industry, we will self-regulate it. We'll uh. figure it out. We have to ask ourselves hard questions. Maybe we have to compromise. Maybe we have to set up our menus different. Maybe our guest interaction has to be different. Uh, but we're still an industry that we're going to figure this out. It's going to uh. take longer than we want, but eventually uh, it will not go back to the old normal. It will be a new normal that is yeah. ours, right? Yeah. And what that is, 100%, I don't know, but I know it's, we're going to eat delicious. Mm. We're going to want to see each other at restaurants again. Oh, and yeah. we want to talk to that bartender that we haven't had a chance to talk to mm. for a year and a half or so. Mm. So Get the neighborhood I know news. everybody wants something to happen, that the business got to come back right away. I want that too, trust me. Mm. But... This, we, we almost there, right? Uh, so there's so uh, many things that I would like to have back, but I, I, I can't. At first, I have to acknowledge the privilege of staying healthy, uh, and being fortunate. And having, uh, yeah, Number two. and having, still having a job, roof overhead, yes. past these almost 18 months. Marcus, how mm -hmm. did you feel when you found out about uh, the sentencing of uh, Derek Chauvin? It's a big one. Wow. Wow. How do I even answer that? Mm. Uh, yeah. hmm. Well, on one way, he got sentenced in a way where this has never happened before, right? Uh -huh. This has never happened, that a police officer got convicted guilty like this. And when they called it manslaughter, like 22 years, what does that mean? It means 15 years. He's 45. That means that he's out when he's 60. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think that it's a process and uh. I was just feeling and thinking about two things. A, he would have gotten zero if it wasn't for a teenage young woman that uh. had the guts to film it. Because we all know that if we wouldn't have that video, nothing would have happened. Uh. So we, we are, he's, we're in this position because somebody had the courage to, to, to stand up to and, stand. and 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 uh, testify to that and witness it, and exactly. also try to stop so that, it as far as they could. Yeah, you know. So, so that's it's not that the law was amazing or done. No, no, huh. we're here because she stood there and and she filmed it. The, uh, the one thing I worry and, about, Marcus, though, you know, just a thought is that. To many people, or maybe the optics on this, you know, he was sentenced to 22 and a half years, like you said, a higher, uh, 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 um, what do you call it, punishment, a more severe punishment than 
any policeman I've heard of uh, for any murder, you know, um, uh, of an African-American. But I hope that people don't take this as, as evidence that the system works, you know. Oh, yeah. See, we got the bad apple, you know. This was, this was obviously an anomaly, a bad apple. And, uh, you know, the system worked because we sent him to jail for 22 and a half years, 15, you know. Um, when we know that this is not a question of bad apples or good apples, this is a question of mm -hmm. systemic, a system that mm -hmm. is constructed in a way uh, to yeah. do this, you know. And, and I thought also about Derek Chauvin's family that has to yeah. relive this again. No, no, so, no sorry. George Floyd's family, yeah. I thought about George Floyd's family that has to relive this again and again and again. And uh, I mean, just my prayers goes out to the family. So mm. it was, mm. when it happened, I was like, what? And I thought it, I was very confused about the 22 and a half because we all know people that, you know, for minor marijuana or something like that, got longer, mm. longer mm. sentences mm. than that. You know what mm. I mean? So it's just a weird, it was a weird number. But uh, I think hopefully this can be the turning point to a deeper conversation and, and deeper uh, change, systemic change. And that's hopefully what I think the George Floyd stature means, where they have mm -hmm. the Newark and when they have, they're going to come up all over, across the country. Mm. So I, I don't think this was in vain. I do think it had meaning uh, and it's going to spark change, not just conversation, actual change. Oh, oh. Let his name never be forgotten, you know. Yeah. Um, I need, before we wrap up, I need yeah. to know, on a completely different note, because yeah. we got to go out on positive. Yeah. Give me the yeah. tour dates. How oh, okay. Did, I, I just saw them, so it's like, how do you decide where to start? I really want to the know. Tour, the okay, tour, the, yeah, the touring is, is weird, right? Because in April, I went out and told my band, I usually tour with a band called Dam. They're eight people, I'm one, so we're nine people, we're like five technicians, it's big, uh, it's a big machine. Yeah, it's big production. Big production. Uh, I told them in April, listen guys, we, you know, it doesn't look like there are any uh, possibilities that, we're, that festivals are gonna be on this summer, like let's just, let's just not tour this summer and 2022, that's also our, when we celebrate our 20th anniversary of, uh, of performing together and touring together. So next year we're gonna do wow. it big. big. So let's just uh, sit this one out because it's too uncertain. And then June 1st, Sweden al now allows 500 people seated outdoors. Yeah. So all of a sudden, venues and, and, and uh, concert uh, uh, promoters that were more like left field, like, old Folkparker and yeah. uh, little uh, beachside like kind of cafes with the capacity to seat 500. All of a sudden they started calling. And mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, the, the fees have gone down like 75%, of course, because mm -hmm. 500 people still isn't yeah. a lot when it comes to yeah. concerts. So I was like, I don't know what I can do. You know, my band can't move yeah. for, for, you know, yeah. We need about twice Costs a lot that. of money, of course. We need about three yeah. times what they're offering to even be able to leave Skåne, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
I had I had been playing a bit with this jazz trio called Masaka Trio, young guys, yeah, yeah. Musa, Mats, and uh, Leo, and uh, brilliant guys, whole different sound than when I play with them. And I said, listen, guys, if 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 it's five hundred people, they're going to be sitting down. We can go out and give them the jazz set. That that's going to be mm-hmm. you know uh, something soothing and, and uplifting and. and uh, something beautiful to give the people. So that's what we're going to do. So from, and it's also, you know, usually in Sweden, because it's, it's a, it's a limited market, small country, you will tour like on a regular summer, you may perform Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then you're off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then you're back at it Wednesday. Now from about July 30th, we're going every day for like 21 days. Mm -hmm. So it also wow. shows, and these are to venues and places that we've, some places we've never been before and never would have been yeah. in, on a normal year either, you know? So it's, it's interesting. It's again, it's that thing where you put, if you put a block, a, a block of stone into a creek flowing down a hill, that's going to stop the water for a moment. And then that water is going to build up and spill over and find other yeah. ways to get down that hill because that's what water does. No, it's good. So it's going to be intimate then. It's, it's going to be, be intimate. Uh, you it's know, going to be different. Basically. Yeah, it's going to be different. It's a different type of venues. Maybe, I don't know, yeah. what type of crowd. It might be a different type of crowd, you know. Um, so, yeah. I think it's I, dope I, that you're doing yeah. it, Jason. It's really, yeah. even just me getting it on, uh, like everybody else on your IG, I was excited about mm, it. Mm. Just that moment when I got it, I was really excited about it. You sending out a message, you can't stop me. I'm going out there. Like, I, I just <laughs> yeah, think man. the, the <laughs> broadcasting of it, yeah. if I felt like that, I know thousands of other people's going to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you might have to do it different this way, but yeah. this might lead to an unplugged album that you guys launch or, you know, exactly. I, who knows yeah. what it's going to lead to. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. And I'm, I'm really just grateful to that, that we even have a chance to come out and meet an audience, you know. So that's that's yeah. actually a very good note to end this on, Marcus. And also, last, last thing. I hope you've been checking the Euros. My man, Alex Isa. You know. <laughs> yes. We got a yes. new one, Marcus. We got a new yeah, one. Yeah, we got a new one. We got a new yes. one, baby. Between Dayan and, uh, Dayan and Alex Isa, we're there. We're there. Yeah. We're there. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.